Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Hard to believe we're in 2023 already. I know. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, and I'm joined by our very special co-host today. Our church secretary, Hillary Leon, is joining us. How are you today, Hillary? I'm doing splendid. How are you, Joe? Doing very good. Uh, Pastor Radical's out of town today, so we uh, have our guest uh, co-host, and we're looking forward to some thoughts that she'll hopefully add to our podcast today. Uh, today we're going to be- begin with a brief uh, devotional thought based on Psalm 8. We're going to do the whole psalm, which is is nine verses long, and it kind of really emphasizes, I think, the the uh, creative nature of God, which is something that I'm not. I'm not a creative person. I don't have any design skills. You can ask my wife, but God does. It's very. It, it's a need to see how uh, how the psalmist here describes it. And maybe we'll talk about it as we go along here. So uh, it begins by saying, "O Lord, our Lord." How excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Just a beautiful psalm. And, you know, it really makes me think of one of the lies that's really being fed our society today, and especially uh, children who attend the public school, is the lie that humans are just another animal. You know, that we're just some other, uh, another, a, a higher evolved creature, but really we're just like any other creature on this earth. And what King David understood and what the Bible clearly teaches us is that mankind is different. Um, God has made us as a separate and unique creation. Um, I always remember my dad using the phrase, the crown jewel of God's creation is, is mankind. And you see that as you read through the Genesis account, um, specifically as you get into chapter two, God details exactly how he made mankind. And it was different than how he made any of the other creatures. All the other creatures, he spoke them into being, but God formed and molded Adam out of the dust of the earth. He created Eve out of Adam's rib. Uh, uh, very personally, he breathed into man the breath of life. Um, he made man in his own image. It was very a very unique creation of God's of God's world, and that's exactly what the the King David here writes in Psalm is, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? You made him lower than the angels, crowned him with glory and honor, dominion over the works of your hands. And as you read through those early chapters in Genesis 2, you see um, that mankind was given dominion to, to, to take care of the garden, to take care of the animals there. And um, that as the, you know, really as the master of the world that we are to care for it. And, um, you know, I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of uh, people look at groups like, uh, conservative groups and, and think conservative is in uh, conserving nature and they think well they're kind of crunchy or they might be a little you know things like PETA right they're a little bit over right. over the top maybe but really Christians were the first con- uh, first conservationists you know we're supposed to take care of the world God gave us the world and we're supposed to, to tend it and care for it you know obviously we can't take care of the whole world but each one of us can take care of our own little little niche of it and that's exactly what, what David you know David who was king of Israel he had a, a large 
area of the world that he was supposed to care for, but all of us have responsibilities in caring for a certain set of God's creation. And that really is the purpose then behind, you know, sometimes I think we all have thoughts like uh, when we think about our small little place in the world, right? You, you are you are one of seven billion people on a floating little speck of rock around a, a sun that's, you know, one of billions of stars in our galaxy, which is one of billions of galaxies in the uni- you know the universe. And it's really easy to feel very small. And that's kind of the question that 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 uh, David poses there in verse four: What is man that you are mindful? Who am I? You know, why should God care about about me? Um, maybe you've had thoughts like that before, Hillary. You know, is uh, what kind of what kind of uh, answers to that question would you would you give if you're po- if you're thinking that yourself or if someone asks you that like who am I why am I important right right I think <laughs> I think David has the best answer actually and it's kind of funny because I think in our society today people look at responsibility as kind of a negative thing mm. you know they kind of it it's something that shrugged off people don't really like to take responsibility or like to have things that they are responsible for but david here he says you have made him um, to have dominion over the works of your hands you've put all things under his feet um the lord shows his love to us shows our significance too by giving us the responsibility of the rest of his creation mm-hmm. you know we think a lot about the lord loving us so much and, and he does but he also loves all the sheep and the oxen and all the things that he created and crafted those are his those are his this his art, you know, that he yeah. that he created and he's telling us to take care of it. He's like, This is my stuff, this is the stuff I love. Hmm. I love you enough. Please take take care of it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's pretty cool and pretty That's a neat thought. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, you know, that verse two, out of the mouth of babes and nursing nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies. How does how do even babes and even nursing infants, how do they uh, proclaim the glory of God and show the strength of God? Right. They're so helpless. And so mm-hmm. if you've ever held a newborn baby, yeah. which I know you have many yes, times, have. <laughs> they're so helpless, but they're also so miraculous too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things that they can figure out the second a baby's born, they can figure out how to, how to nurse, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And the connection to the mom, how they also help the mom and her health the whole time. And um, yeah, so I think they show his, his glory and his strength because he's given such strength to something so helpless. It's, yeah. it's just a paradox, I think, yeah, and yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, you know, I think of my experience with Addie a couple of years ago, you know, when she was born so small, you know, it's like, oh, she's so small, so helpless, but that girl was a fighter too. Right? You know, that girl was strong mm-hmm. and she, you know, she worked and worked and worked and, you know, she's still working today. You yeah. Know, and, and, you know, it's amazing to see, you know, and even with little, little children too, you know, they are, you know, the, the old saying, yeah, yeah, children are resilient, right? They are right. fighters and, you know, they are able to uh, bounce back from, I mean, think about how many times a kid falls over when they're learning, know. you know, <laughs> right. could you imagine falling over as many times as a kid does no. during a day? And, and I would be laid up for a week, you know, right. I think if I fell over 20 times, but for them, it's just boom, 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 <laughs> all day long and rolling and falling and jumping and right. climbing and uh, yeah, children are strong and they, you know, that really is a reflection of the strength that God gives them because it's from, it's from the Lord. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one final thought is, uh, you know, he speaks a little bit about the heavens, the work of your hand and the, the universe has always been a, uh, thing that I've, I've pondered and thought and loved about to, to look at, you know, they have the new telescope out there that's taking all these amazing new pictures in outer space. And, uh, I always look at all that and I, you know, I can't help but marvel at the majesty of God that he created all that. You know, the heaven, the, another psalm says, the heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament shows his handiwork. You know, why did God, why did God make all that? You know, right. God didn't have to make the universe. He could have right. just made earth, moon, sun, and we probably would have 
had enough, right? right, right. That's probably an, all we really would have needed in order to have the world function the way that it needs to. But he didn't. He made the solar system we live in. He made the the galaxy, the Milky Way. He made all the galaxies that there are. Why? You know, yeah. it's not like we're going out there exploring all of it. Right. You know, we've made it as far as the moon. You know, mm-hmm. we've sent some probes out farther than that. But right. what's the point of all that? It's simply so you can look up at night and be like, wow. Well, and he chose to make it beautiful yeah. for us. Mm, I think yeah. that's that's the cool thing is that he chose to make the world we live in beautiful. Mm-hmm. When he yeah. didn't have to, you're right. I mean, we could have yeah. lived on, like, Tatooine <laughs> or something, you know, where it's just all. Because I, I also look at, like, the trees and yeah. all the different shrubbery which is and foliage, which is yeah. kind yeah. of weird. Or even the sea, yeah. you know, that we've only explored 3% of, right. of what the ocean is. Right. You know, that's and, mentioned here, too. The, mm-hmm. the fish of the seas, the paths of the paths of the sea. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's good. just And that's just magnificent in of itself. Yeah. So yep. yeah, I think we have a wonderful God who. Do you wanna do you wanna explain what Tatooine is just for, oh, yes. for many people who don't know, don't know? So for my fellow Star Wars nerds, you guys probably already know, but Tatooine's where Luke Skywalker lived mm. and Anakin Skywalker. The desert it's planet. The desert planet oh, okay. with nothing. I mean, the cool thing about Tatooine is they had what two suns, I think. But uh, other than that, yeah, there's not much. To look Very at. deserty. Right. right. So the our, your your point there is, our we could live on a desert planet, <laughs> right? Like just a terrible place to right. live, right? Just an ugly, terrible place to live, right? Yeah, we but don't. God gave us an awesome planet with many marvels yeah yeah that's a good point so psalm 8 beautiful psalm and of course it begins and ends the same way which i think is really neat oh lord our lord and that's isn't that neat oh lord you know that's the the yahweh the the jehovah god our lord you know he's the lord but he's also our lord we're possessive of him how excellent is your name in all the earth and as you look at and that's really that's really what the earth does as we look out at creation as we look at um look at the human race as we look at all that god made we can't help but say man this gives honor and glory and blessing to God's name. How excellent is your name in all the earth. And it surely is excellent. Awesome. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for your uh, word through which you reveal yourself to us. As we look at the creation that you made, we marvel and wonder at it. But the most amazing gift of all is the gift of your son, Jesus, who rescued and redeemed us from sin and won eternal life for us through his death on the cross. Help us to treasure the many blessings you give us, and help us especially to to treasure that sweet gospel message as we share it with others. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, a couple uh, updates, reminders for you. Our online Bible class continues this evening at 7 o'clock. Pastor Radical's out of town, as I mentioned, so I'll be leading the group. We're doing 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. We're picking up there, so I hope you can join us for that. It should be a, a good study. Coming up next week is the voters annual voters meeting. That's the big one, uh, January 16th at 7 o'clock. So voters, uh, you're expected to be there. I uh, hope you can join us for that and uh, let your voice be heard as we uh, do the important work of our church here in, at uh, Emmanuel. Uh, maybe you want to mention the annual reports were due Yes, two annual days ago. reports were due on January 9th. Yeah. So they are a little late if they're not in now, but that's still fine. I'm working on them till the end of the week. The goal is to get the annual report actually printed and out in the narthex this weekend so that when you come worship, you can grab one before the meeting on Monday. So if you haven't already, go ahead and send me those annual reports and I'll include them. All right. So hop to it, all you people who haven't <laughs> turned them in yet. A uh, couple of announcements. Um, we mentioned in church this last weekend that uh, th- this, we are going to have a snow cleanup on Saturday. That's been canceled now. The Board of Properties uh, pursuing a different uh, way to uh, uh, get the snow cleared out. They're still planning on doing it, but uh, it's uh, going down a different road. So we, not, we don't need the volunteers that we were asking for originally. So uh, nothing needed this coming Saturday as far as cleanup. Um, the next weekend, so that's not this weekend, but next weekend on Sunday, January 22nd, we have a 
planned outdoor adventure day. I think you were planning that, Hillary. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so we're going to have one of our annual uh, outdoor adventure days on Sunday, January 22nd. Um, we're going to go to Mount Cato and we're going to go snow tubing. So this is a pretty fun family event. Bring your friends, bring your family, and come out and join us. Uh, it's $18 per participant, which I guess is about $2 cheaper than it would be normally. So it is okay. a bit of a discount. There you go. Um, you only have to be 42 inches tall and you have to sign up ahead of time. So if you could reach out to me and let me know if you're interested in coming, I'll put your name on that list. We have nine participants so far, so we only need one more, okay. but we'd love to have as many as want to come out. So Sunday, January 22nd, 12.30 to 2.30, we'll have two hours on the slopes and awesome. have a good time. Is it reserved just for our group? It's not, no. Okay, no. okay. but mm -hmm. our group gets a discount because, yep. because we're, we're together. Because we're together, that's it. right. Cool. Uh, and then coming up the weekend after that is the Whitewater Camp, um, so that's for, high school and early college age so uh any of you listening please uh if you get get signed up for that and uh that's always a always a fun time too so uh, as far as our prayer list today uh we have our three uh, uh cancer patients we're continuing to pray for tom jensen uh carrie dale your sister hillary mm -hmm. and uh and john hine pastor john hine i just saw he had an update uh, uh he was down in texas and they are looking at some different treatments that might be possible for him he's just starting his fourth round of chemo i guess but uh he said uh he's uh He's continuing to fight through it, and he, like I guess the doctor said he might have he might be dead already if he wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have caught it and started wow. treatment. So um, we'll uh, continue to pray that the Lord would would bless all of them. Do you want to talk about how Carrie's doing a little yeah, bit? Yeah, she's doing quite well. They've tried numerous things, but the treatment plan she's on now is some sort of steroid shot, I believe, um, mm. is what I heard last. And she's doing quite well. The okay. treatment. Um, she's still sort of housebound. She yeah. can't drive. Um, and her vision's still not well. So she has a nurse that comes in. Okay. I think it's eight hours a day and comes and takes care of her and cleans and okay. makes sure she's all right. And she's very, very happy oh, good. about that. And okay. um, my niece comes down to visit. So oh, good. Okay. that's been good too. Okay. So thank you for the prayers so far. Oh, yeah. Well, certainly we'll keep them coming. And, thank you. Uh, yeah, tough time, obviously. But mm -hmm. uh, but the Lord, Lord uses these times for good that's right. as well. Uh, we are also continuing to pray for Norma Carlson. I just talked to... Her son yesterday, and it sounds like they're uh, going to be meeting today to go over the results of a biopsy that they did um, to, uh, on the cancer that she has. So we'll see see what the Lord has in mind for her as well. Um, I have not heard back yet about uh, uh, Paul Becker's knee replacement surgery, but uh, pray that went well. I believe it was supposed to be Monday uh, Monday surgery, and then also Trudy Dakins is up in the hospital right now. Um, sounds like she'll be going home either today or the next day um, as well. Uh, which brings us to our, we've been going chapter by chapter through the book of Proverbs. Uh, today we're on Proverbs chapter 22, and I picked out kind of two verses that have to do with parenting, because I thought we have a, a mother's voice in here today, which would be <laughs> good to good to uh, get a little bit of your perspective, because a lot of times this podcast is just me and Nia, past radical <laughs> in my perspective on these things, so it's good to hear from you too. So both of these have to do with, you know, and, and we're in a section of Proverbs where it's kind of just like truth. Next verse, unrelated truth. Next verse, unrelated truth. Right. So right. these, you know, these passages are separated by eight verses or so, um, but they both have to do with parenting. But a lot of the stuff in the middle doesn't. Right. right? So yes. I just picked these two out as kind of a, a, a way for us to to focus in on kind of a, a thought here. Okay. Um, so from Proverbs chapter twenty-two, this is verse six, and then verse fifteen. Six says, uh, very familiar. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And then verse fifteen. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. Um, so maybe with the first one, I'll just ask the question. Uh, train, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he was old, he will not depart from it. What is the 
the way he should go and how do we go about training uh, our children to do, to in the way they should go. Right. The way he should go is following the Lord's plan, following, mm-hmm. you know, the narrow path, I guess you okay. could also say. Pilgrim's progress. Kind That's of right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the way he should go. And so, I mean, everything that you do as a parent should be under the direction of, of God's word, I think. Mm-hmm. You so know. you have much older kids than I do. So, you know, that's the, obviously, as Christians, we know this is the way you should go. Right. And with little children, like I have, it is, this is the way you're going to go. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, there are no and, if, or buts. It's mm-hmm. th- This is the path. But as, you know, with your older children, right. you are now guiding them. You're now trying to guide them on this path. And obviously, there's still, you know, your kids aren't that old yet. Right. But as we bring our children from childhood into adulthood, we're trying to put them on that path and have them walking down that path, not because mom and dad just say so, mm-hmm. but because you want you want right. to instill in them that this is where you want to go. Right. So how do you, I'm asking for advice for myself for now, sure. how do you go from one to the other? So I think what it really comes down to, at least from the wiser and older parents and more experienced parents that I'm dear friends with and that have mentored me along the way is the only way a child's going to understand something's important or worthwhile is if they see you do it. Mm. You know, yeah. um, if I want my children to go to church when they're adults and especially when they're parents mm-hmm. themselves, I should be there. Yeah. You know, if I want my children to think that the word of the Lord has that most authority, then I need to treat it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been a big thing for me, especially when my kids were tiny. I remember leaving church and just cry. Like I cried in the parking lot because, mm-hmm. you know, the kids were naughty. They weren't sitting down. And it was so, I'm like, what did I get out of this? Why yeah. did I, I didn't hear half the sermon. I didn't even sing the hymns, which is my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I just remember everyone encouraging me, just keep coming back. Keep, yeah. build, you know, yeah. it'll get better. And it does. It gets yeah. so much better. And um, the kids value church because, mm-hmm. because I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And things like that. So. Yeah. And even, you know, this day and age with the, the live stream that we have, it can be easy to say, we're just going to stay at home and watch it, you know? Right. And, um, while that might be easier, as you say, I'm not sure that's the best example for right. the kids is saying, well, we'll just watch it at home. Right. You know, if you're making something a priority, it's saying we're setting everything aside and this yeah. is what we're doing. Yep. Um, and that's, uh, you know, as you say, it's not always, it, and it's not always easy, but the most important things in life aren't easy. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the things, the things need, worth doing, mm-hmm. things worth doing, the things worth working for, right. you know, are the things that, yeah, you have to put, put that time in. Uh, so. I like what you say there, the the example of the parents, you know, and a lot of times parents will use the motto, don't uh, do what I say, don't say what I, or don't do yeah. what I, don't do what I do, do what I say, right? Right. right? And I just think that's, honestly, it's kind of lazy parenting mm-hmm. is, you know, if, if you can't set a good example for your children. Right. <laughs> and why would you hold them to one standard that you're not holding, holding yourself, yourself to, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's kind of like we, my sister pointed it out once. Um, she says, you know, we're really big into telling our kids, say thank you, say please and thank you. Yeah. She's like, but uh, are you doing it? Yeah. You know, are you saying please and thank you in yeah. your adult life? Yeah. It's it's sort of the same thing. And yeah. Um, yeah. I always remember this is similar idea. I, I, my brother had a job busing uh, busing tables in in high, high school, and he said there was this uh, waitress who would always she'd always be sitting out back of the restaurant smoking a cigarette. She'd say, Hey, Tom, don't smoke like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? You know, right. Like, don't don't do what I do. Like, right. you know, who are you? What, you know, yeah. who are you to say don't do what I do if you can't hold yourself accountable for those right. things? Yeah. Um, so what about? I mean, I my kids are still little, um, but I know you know there's a lot of parents who have trained up their children the way they should go, and they have departed. So how do you how do you explain? Um, how do you explain to somebody like that? 
you know, this is a tough question. That is um, a tough question. How do you explain to somebody, look, I thought I'd, we did everything right. I thought we trained them in the way they should go, and they departed. So how does this verse hold true? Free will is kind of a messy thing, I yeah. think, for, for everybody, you know. Um, I'm sure there were times in my life that my parents were like, what's happening? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so free will is just kind of a, it's unfortunately sometimes a very sad thing, a sad reality. Yeah. Um, but I guess in that instance, you know, that would be the first thing is free will kind of stinks sometimes. Um, but also you have to have faith in the fact that you did plant, you know, the seed yeah, was planted. Right. If you got your child baptized, if you were faithful. Yeah. Um, so then just keep praying to the one who's even more faithful. Right. And I, I have a lot of faith in our Almighty God, that Absolutely. He can work things yeah. regardless of how hopeless they might look. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important to remember that these are these are proverbs, right? So they're general truths, right? right? So it's not a guarantee. You know, God's not saying right. And as a parent, you know, part of part of the process from being a parent like me to a parent like you to a parent who is an empty nester, right, is letting go and letting God. You know, that yep. familiar uh, familiar saying that's on hangs on people's walls all over, whatever is a. Uh, you can't keep your children children forever. You can't right. you can't uh, continue to guard and protect them every second, every moment of their lives. And as they get older, you need to be able to trust in the Lord that right. that in in the way that they are going and say, you know, God, I'm, I'm going to let you guide this this child. And my wife and I are just you know the last two years it's been we're sending our kids to school for the first time, and for the first time in our lives, we don't yes. know everything they're doing every right. moment of every day. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that's an adjustment to get used to that, it you is. know. And now. You know, you're at a stage where your kids are going to work for eight hours or whatever, and it's like, <laughs> ugh, you, know, yeah. you know, it's one thing to leave them with our Christian day school teachers, yep. where you know what, you know, you know the uh, influence they're going to be getting and, and mm-hmm. the the peers they're going to be around at a Christian school like we have. Right. But then you're going to, you know, a non-Christian workplace or going to a public university or going, you know, going right. out into the world. And at a certain point, as a parent, you have to be able to let them go yeah. because if you keep sheltering them you know they're not right. going to be able to grow and become the people god god wants them to be exactly yeah so what about that verse 15 um because as you know as a as a male you know i, re- I remember being a young child and foolishness is certainly bound up in the heart <laughs> of a child and it, you know to a certain extent that foolishness is a good healthy thing you know right. you're you're a mother of, of boys right right yeah, i'm sure you've seen your yes. fair share of foolishness well, zach always says when we'll watch the boys do something, he's like, I don't know if I should applaud them for their, you know, <laughs> yeah. attempt at this or yeah. if I should stop them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or right. scold them. There was one time the kids were, um, we had a big swing set, you know, with the slide and it was covered in snow and the kids just brought up all their sleds and were just, just booking it down the <laughs> sled and flinging off. The other, he's like, I don't know if I should laugh, applaud them yeah. or go out and stop it. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Foolishness yeah. is bound up in the heart of child. But it is a good thing. Right. And I, I think that's important to note mm-hmm. up there. Note there is what the, the proverb there does not say foolishness is bad. Right. It says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. A rod of correction will drive it far from him. And that's part of the process, again, of that going from the foolishness of a child to an adult is you don't want to be a foolish adult. Right. You know, and I think that's a problem. That's a big problem in our society right now right. is we see a whole bunch of adults who are acting like children, who are right. still living in their parents' basement, who are yep. still uh, not getting a job, who are you know what you know not being functioning members of society. Um, and a large reason for that is that they did not get the rod of correction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay for kids to act like kids when they're kids. Right. But part of our job as parents is to drive that foolishness out of them. Not that they can't be fun and not have jokes right. and not have their own quirky right. attitude. That's not what this is saying at all. But this is saying 
at a certain point, you should not be a child anymore. Right. And as parents, if you're, you know, if your children are still acting like, like children when mm-hmm. they're getting to 18, 20 years old, right. then, you know, you're not doing, you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what I really, what I think that that verse points out for us. And, you know, uh, the rod of correction, you know, it's not, a, I always remember my dad says, my dad said, this is going to, you know, this is going to hurt you more than it hurts me or it hurt me hurt more me than really it hurts you. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like, I doubt it. <laughs> you know, I don't believe that. But now that I'm a parent, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I don't like disciplining my children. Right. But, but, you know, if you, and as a parent, it's more, it's easier to just not discipline them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, uh, one's one of my girls is crying. Samson, you know, did something he shouldn't have done to them. It's easier for me just to be like, everything's fine. Just go away. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, or or we're not, we're not going to deal with Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then taking the time and saying, okay, you did something wrong. What did you do wrong? Right. Well, you did this. Now you go over and say, you're sorry. Now we're going to pray about it. We're going to ask Jesus that they're right. sorry. We're going to hear about the forgiveness of sins that Jesus gives us, you know, and to, you know, you might think, well, that's not that big of a deal, except when you're doing it 15 times a I day, <laughs> like we're doing at my house right now. <laughs> On those Saturday mornings, right? You know? Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, and but but that process is so important for the child to go through because mm-hmm. that's how you develop the discipline, and that's again how they go from you know these little little children to to adults who are able to right. able to go through it and go through adversity and come out of adversity ahead. Right. Yeah. I. Um, very famous saying in my house is a mean mom makes for good kids. Oh. Not necessarily like super mean. I'm not yeah. saying so, but I'm like, kind of a mean mom. <laughs> sure. no, I get what you're you know, someone yeah. who who holds them to a standard and yeah. you know, and who teaches them you, you can't do things like that because eventually Samson won't be hanging out with his sisters. He'll be hanging out with someone in kindergarten. Right. You know, and yeah. so he's got to learn how to. And my kids as well. They mm-hmm. they have to. So yep. no, I'm a mean mom in my house. <laughs> the rod of correction is is pretty famous in yeah. the <laughs> Well, I mean, the Bible very clearly says as parents, you know, that, that we're, we are supposed to be correcting our children and disciplining our children and helping them to realize what is right and what is wrong because right. that's part of the role God has given us as as parents is to is to help them understand right and wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's close with our hymn of the day today, hymn 626. It's a hymn I don't think I've ever sung. Uh, it's two whole pages long. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Two pages, four verses. That's a hefty one. Brutally long. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but we'll read a, we'll read a couple verses here. Uh, o happy home where thou art loved most dearly, thou faithful friend and savior full of grace, and where among the guests there never cometh one who can hold such high and honored place. O happy home where all in heart united in holy faith and blessed hope are one, whom bitter death a little, wh- a little while divideth, yet cannot end the union here begun. O happy home whose little ones are given early to thee in humble faith and prayer, To thee, their friend, who from the heights of heaven guides and guards with more than mother's care. O happy home, where each one serves thee lowly, whatever his appointed work may be, till every common task seems great and holy, when it is done, O Lord, as unto thee. O happy home, where thou art not forgotten, when joy is overflowing, full and free. And O happy home, where every wounded spirit is brought, O great physician, unto thee. Until at last, when earthly toil is ended, I'll meet thee in the blessed home above, from whence thou camest, where thou hast ascended, thine everlasting home of peace and love. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. 
Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.